It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. Well, thank each and every one of you for joining us today. We have a great show for you. We're going to be introducing a brand new diva to our family. We're excited to be able to get to know her a lot better here. And if this is your very first time tuning into the Divas That Care, a huge welcome. We are in our 12th season and listen to in over 30 countries. So thank you guys so much. And Please thank the person that invited you to our program. All right, everybody, I'm excited. As I said today, we're going to be introducing our brand new diva. Her name is Amy Brevard, and I am so excited to have her. Amy, welcome to the Divas. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you. You know, we've been trying to do this interview now for quite a while, and I'm finally, I'm excited to finally have you on the program to get to know you better. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, Amy, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners today? Yeah, sure. Okay, so my name is Amy Bovaird, and I am a, uh, well, I I was an ESL teacher, English as a Second Language teacher. Um, I grew grew up in rural Pennsylvania, northwest, small town called Girard, and I have always been fascinated by other cultures. So I uh, that could be because I had a Japanese aunt and a Russian aunt. <laughs> so I don't know why, but that could be coincidence or that could have inspired me to uh, want to, to travel and, uh, and uh, become a teacher. I don't know. The, uh, I had a class in college where I studied linguistics, and it just opened the door for language, dialect, and and to really um, want to know other cultures. So I got a job um, in South America. It, it wasn't, uh, I took a major, to go backtrack to just a moment, to take a major, I had a major in teaching English as a foreign language. And that was when it wasn't very common, especially where I lived in Pennsylvania. So uh, I uh, did a couple volunteer jobs with refugees, and then I decided to go overseas and teach. So I found a job in Colombia, South America, and I went to a small town called Bucaramanga, and I stayed there for two years. Then I found a job in Costa Rica, and I stayed there for one year and traveled to the, the jungle, and I had a lot of different experiences. came home, and I had met someone in Costa Rica who offered me a job in Indonesia. And so the other countries were Spanish-speaking. This was completely, totally different, so I was thrilled. I went to, uh, as I prepared to go, I went to the doctor, the eye doctor's meeting. I needed stronger glasses. And I found out instead that I had this incurable eye condition that was going to leave me blind, that I had to make a decision. I had the job in Indonesia and I had just uh, six weeks before I had to leave. 
so I had to decide what I was going to do and how I was going to handle my sight loss. And at that point, that was 1989, and they didn't know much about it. Uh, there wasn't anything on uh, much on the Internet, and there was no cure. So I didn't know. The doctor had just told me, well, you know, you should get a, find another position, another job, because you're, you're going blind, and uh, we don't know when, but we just know that it's going to happen. And I decided to go. <laughs> I decided to go to, to Indonesia because I thought, what am I going to do? Just wait to be blind? And so I, with yeah. all of these questions in my mind, I went. So that was the, the a, a, a small turning point in my, in my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's an adventurer. You've done things <laughs> that I could only dream about doing, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. My well, my mother was kind of shocked. <laughs> she was like, "Oh no, you're going to be leaving us, and we don't know." <laughs> and you know, uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to see them when I came home. You know. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was very. Um, it was courageous, I think, at that time. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Well, you and you did so many things in it. I think that probably inspired you to do even more stuff when you came back to the United States. Um, because you became an author. And I want to talk yes. about that because you've got you've got two books out there right now, and I want to talk about them because I think it's really important. And then you have a third one that you're working on. So if you don't mind, please share with us why you decided to become an author and what your books are all about. Okay. Well, first of all, I wanted to write about my travel initial uh, uh that was my initial plan, and I uh, I had always wanted to write. I think I, I was writing journals, writing newsletters about my life overseas, and uh, you know making them look professional. And so I always wanted to write. And I said, oh, I'll write about Colombia first, you know. But the, the what happened was at the point that I started to write was 25 years after I found out about my diagnosis, and I was. At that point, I was going through a really difficult period of having to use a white cane, and it had uh, it, it had uh, what's the word um, reduced my vision to the point of having to use a white cane, and that actually was my biggest fear that I would not be able to see. And instead, after a year of training and going through all this, this, this these thoughts, I. Um, I found out that it gave me freedom. So I wanted to write about my travels, but the stories that kept coming up were, were my experience with my completely blind mobility trainer. So that is my first book that I wrote, um, Mobility Matters, Stepping Out in Faith. And so, it, yeah, it talks about how this I overcame my fears, and these fears are ones that many with sight loss uh, have experienced. You know, like, am I going to be vulnerable with, you know, without using my white cane? Are people going to, you know, want to steal from me? Or, you know, am I am I going to get hit by a car? Yeah. All of these things. And instead, it just gave me this feeling like I was kind of like overseas in my own skin. I was dealing with this completely different culture of having to be a white cane. I wasn't blind. I wasn't sighted. I was somewhere in between. And it was just, I think in the beginning, I w it was more fearful. I was more fearful. And at the end, I was more uh, triumphant. 
yeah. So that was the first yeah. book that came out. That sounds amazing. Absolutely amazing. And you were mentioning before we had started the program is that your books are available in also Braille. Yes. I wanted to that make them uh, available in in every medium. So I put them in audio, Braille, large print, regular print, and uh, an ebook. Yeah. So oh, just okay. so they could get whatever want. Like they're 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 geared toward family members um, with uh, with with uh, of, of people with sight loss or those with sight loss or mm-hmm. uh, those with faith. Um, you know, wanting to see how people overcome problems or, you know, they're just, and just for adventure, you know what I mean? Like it kind of, yeah. they're humorous and they felt so, yes. Oh, I love it. So your first book is called Mobility Matters and then your second one is called Kane Confessions. So tell me about that because it says the lighter side of mobility. Yes. So, you know, people think that everything is okay. Once you have a white cane, you know, you're supposed to be, you know, oh, I'm, now I'm, I'm, uh, I've, I've found my way around and I'm, everything's going to be perfect. But what I found with my white cane that it wasn't perfect, but that, that I, I had to overcome a lot of, uh, of things, that, a lot of attitudes that helped me move forward. Uh, so, these sto- there are 27 anecdotes, mostly humorous, and they are about my inability to share some of my fears. Like, for example, there's one story where I pretend that I, want- I like to sit on the floor because I can't see the furniture. <laughs> so instead of <laughs> saying, I can't see your furniture, can you tell me where the sofa is? I said, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to sit on the floor. You know, I <laughs> said, and then the woman, that poor woman, was so afraid I was going to fall down the stairs that she just kept saying, is the door shut? Is the door shut? So it's like there's these, <laughs> these inability of sighted and blind to reach out and just to say, look, this is the truth. This is, I cannot, I've never been around a blind person and I, or a vision impaired person, and I don't know how to, I don't know how to respond to you. And then it's my job to make them feel comfortable, you know. So these stories yeah. are uh, how I coped when I didn't have a white cane, clothing as my flashlight, <laughs> you know, um, just trying to be just the best make it, person I could. You've got these amazing books, and I love it. Like, I just want to let our listeners know that you have such a beautiful website, and your books are there, and it talks about them. You have um, a devotion to seeking solace. Finding joy after yes. loss. So you have a third book, and I and then so these are three different books you have, and then you're writing another one. Is that what's going on? Yes, that's that's correct. Yes. Oh, I mm-hmm. love it. So tell us about the speaking solace, because I think well, because you've got the three books, and they're they're um, they're all different, and I think our listeners are going to love that. Yeah, speaking solace is about um, facing and overcoming loss itself. That book focuses is a devotional devotional that focuses on uh, losing, well, I, uh, losing um, twins, I lost twins, and uh, a miscarriage, going through a divorce, uh, losing a family member, just just how, how imperfect we are and going through these problems and how, what are the things that we do to move forward. 
And so this is when God is speaking to me and, and showing me um, what he's there for me. In the, I was, when I wrote Seeking Solace, I was, it was about a time in my life when I was living in the Middle East. And I, um, I was in a hospital all by myself. And it was where God held me up. And, and all of the times that I faced emergencies, God was there for me. And yeah. so looking back on that, it, I saw so actually miracles, you know, in, in, different, in my, uh, the way he, he consoled me and actual physical miracles where I planted uh, jasmine trees in their in the my the memory of my twins and they didn't bloom didn't didn't bloom didn't bloom and they bloomed on their birth, birthday the first year you know and both of them and oh, so just goodness. incredible stories and mm-hmm. just to encourage people who have been through their own losses or divorce or yeah. disappointment or uh, loss of a of a son daughter parent I think that's in a beautiful book, and thank you so much for writing that. It is a difficult time when people go through different losses in their lives, and sometimes the people around us might not understand what's going on, but having somebody like or reading a book like yours, you know, might be able to to help them through that. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, yeah. And, um, yeah, I wrote a book about, a small book, but one of my last last books was about, uh, it's called The Time to Dance, and it's about how uh, my own great nieces helped me through, um, like reminded me of how God does um, uh, meet our needs even years later when we're remembering loss. And for some reason, God always uses holidays or special events or something to remind me of this. And in, in this story, there was a, um, a, my great nieces reminded me of, of God's love in this, in this book, in what, the first story. And the second story, there's another story of my mother coping with my father's loss and how my, another great niece helped her. And just um, then there's a story from my new book an excerpt from there with a, a dog that I was running with. <laughs> it's quite humorous. So, oh, I love yeah. that. Well, and what is your new book about then? Is that is a kind of a collaboration of different stories? Yeah, well, my new book is Milestones in Mobility, and it's about the things that help, the themes that, it has the things that help us. And actually, I had moved home from being overseas for like 25 years. And so it, it involves also culture, shock. The per- You never lose uh, sight loss in just like, okay, I'm losing my sight loss. There's always other things surrounding it. So it, I was trying to find out who I was back in the, the United States in this small town. Um, and I was dealing with the loss of my dad, who was the patriarch of our family and uh, my hero, and I was losing sight at the same time. So it takes all three themes, and it talks about, um, like, uh, attitude, how your attitude is so important, and you see my imperfections, <laughs> and but, but you also see my triumphs when I kind of begin to accept these things that I have to deal with, you know, running into things or, you know, like that with uh, RP, retinitis pigmentosa, which is what I have. Um, 
in my eye condition. You see some things, but don't see other things. And so I would bend over to pick up, pick up something, and I would hit my head. <laughs> um, and so you see, attitude is really important. So there's stories about that. Then there is looking for and accepting help, which of course all so many people with with sight loss or so many people with loss in, in general um, deal with. And then um, transportation issues, driving, accepting that you cannot drive anymore, even when you're you know, 17 years old or, you know, and what's that, what is, what are the, what are the challenges there? Dating, when do you tell somebody that you are, that you have sight loss? Uh, how do you accept yourself in that, in that partnership? Um, and then there is like, um, oh, there is, um, um, making excuses. I mean, for because oh I can't do that because I'm you know I can't see <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of um, rising to the challenge the the it's always so much easier just to say oh I can't do that I can't see and yeah. so I deal with that in the in because lots of people do that and um uh, oh and yeah then with like going shopping. Oh, it's so overwhelming sometimes with the white cane. You know, and you're seeing some things and not seeing And then you wait with your, with your white cane. Sometimes you're not going to something and you're not over display. And then you, oh, my gosh. So, but I, 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 go, I don't want to shop at all. In, some, in one of my stories, I talk about how much I hate shopping. And I, I, I beg my brother to do all the grocery shopping. <laughs> and then, you know, it just things happen that help you come to terms with this and overcome yeah. them. And I think this would be a beautiful book. I can't wait. I would love to read that. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so and there's lots of humor in there. And yeah. Well it so sounds that's amazing. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Like the, your books are extraordinary and I'm excited because we're gonna be I know for all of our listeners, um, we are gonna be posting all of Amy's books. I would love to put your books into our Divas That Care bookstore. Oh, that would be terrific. I I did write a shorter book on diagnosis and how I – it's about it, – it, it, people are baseball fans. <laughs> I use the baseball allegory of uh, symbolism for accepting sight loss and, you know, and dealing with it. And <laughs> so that was from my brother. He's a baseball fan, so I used his uh, – <laughs> And that's your and ebook, isn't it? Kids. Is it? It's hitting yeah. a home run. Is that the book? Uh, yeah, hitting a home run. Yep. Oh my goodness, I love that. Well, we'll definitely have to post that because on your website, as I said, I saw that. And can our listeners get a copy? It says that you can receive a one of those copies if they sign up for your newsletter. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. So we'll be posting that here on our social media also for you. I love this, Amy. Amy, you are an extraordinary woman, and I have been, I've had such a pleasure chatting with you today. I wanted to ask you, you are also a speaker. Uh, I, so I want to end the program a little bit about, you know, going to events. What type of events do you go and speak at? And tell us a little bit about all that. Well, I speak at churches. I speak at, um, like, dinners. I speak at um, rehab to um rehab groups, site with sight loss, 
uh, or any kind of disability. Uh, I've spoken at, at other disability. Uh, I speak to um, online groups who, who uh, like, uh, or what do you call them? They're support groups. Um, I, I also speak to author groups about writing memoir and sharing your stories because we are, we all share uh, so many themes that we, our, our life experiences are valuable. And uh, so I talk about memoir and the importance of writing things down for, even just for um, our legacy, just so for our children to know the things that uh, we, we struggle with and, and our uh, triumphs and what, you know, we are not perfect. <laughs> I think that's the theme that runs through everything. We are not perfect. We are so imperfect. <laughs> well, and it's amazing because that's kind of what the Divas That Care is all about also. Like we want to do these podcasts and our anthologies because we want to have these stories that we can share for the next generation to work for our families, for anybody that wants to be inspired by them. I think it's really important because there's so much out there that we don't know anymore because people didn't keep record of it. And the stories of women that have accomplished so much and just, I, I always say that I wish I would have had a memoir of my grandmother, you know, about her life and learning and from her and the things that she did. I would have loved that. So I, I <laughs> love what you're doing to inspire others to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, when we are approachable, like then, then then people begin, they want to reach out to us. You know, like sometimes those with sight loss or any kind of disability are kind of left by themselves, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, not feeling part of uh, uh, the mainstream society. And so I think that, that just um, being approachable helps those who are sighted to not be so um, fearful or that they're going to make a mistake or say the wrong thing or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so I just want to be a bridge. Um, I love that. Yeah. Well, we are so excited to welcome you to the Diva family. I think you are an amazing woman, and I can't wait to help connect you with so many other amazing women that we have in our tribe. So thank you so mm-hmm. much, Amy, for coming onto our program today, sharing your story, telling us a little bit about your, your book. Um, I think that our listeners are going to really want to go and pick them up. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I, Amy, and I would love to have you back on the Divas program again in the future. Oh, okay. I'd be sure. I'd, I'd be, you know, when my book comes out. my, my We will definitely book. have oh. you on talking about your newest book, yes. You will let mm-hmm. us know, and we will post that and share it with all of our amazing listeners. Oh, great. Well, thank you to Amy, and thank you to all of our amazing listeners. I hope that you can go and check out Amy's amazing website. I'm going to be posting that on our social media. Uh, Make sure you take this program, because we record all of our shows. Take it, share with your friends and family. You know, Amy is quite inspirational. Her books are going to inspire so many people. And there's there's always somebody out there that you can share these books with. Um, Again, it was such a pleasure chatting with our amazing guest, Amy, And I hope that all of our listeners, please do something kind out there. It's so important. And I hope that everybody has a fantastic day. Until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.